Asking for a raise is never easy. It can be awkward, uncomfortable, and it can totally backfire if done incorrectly without planning and grace. However, I'm here to share with you that it doesn't have to be this way. By illustrating the value you've created, coupled with third-party data, you can make that conversation a lot easier for both you and your boss. In this episode of HR Party of One, I'll help you prepare to ask for a raise. We'll discuss why asking for a raise is so difficult for HR Parties of One, four tips to consider when asking for a raise, and how our team at HR Party of One can help you win that raise. Let's get started. Asking for a raise can be intimidating, no matter your position or your accomplishments, especially if it's not the lockstep 2-3% kind of raise that's typically awarded each year. Some organizations maintain transparent salary policies that detail how raises are awarded based on things like tenure, achievements, and experience. But there's still a significant difference between employees who work in a fully staffed department, such as marketing or sales or customer support, and departments with only one person, like HR. Generally, there's little to no precedent for HR professional salary raises in a lot of small businesses. For starters, often the person you're reporting to doesn't have subject matter expertise, so they don't even necessarily know what you should be working on. How can they accurately determine what's an appropriate and fair salary increase? And there's another elephant in the room. HR roles are different than others in any given company. A lot different. For example, in many smaller companies, sales uh, teammates can focus on sales, and marketing teammates can focus on, well, marketing. Yet within these same companies, HR parties of one are responsible for overseeing every single objective or task concerning compliance, payroll, benefits, recruiting, and more. This is a very distinct disconnect that creates very real obstacles for HR professionals, particularly when asking for a raise. So let's talk through four key tips you should consider when making your ask. First, show that you've elevated your role. HR can be about so much more than filing papers and submitting 1095Cs. As, as I always say, your job is as strategic as you make it. The key question you should be able to answer is, have you created big enough improvements in the organization to warrant a raise outside the normal 2 to 3%? One way to demonstrate that you're doing work above and beyond what the role requires is by looking at your original job description. What are you doing today that you weren't doing when you started? For example, maybe you replaced an outdated employee handbook with a new and improved modern culture guide that's actually used throughout the organization and has made onboarding a lot easier? Are there improvements you've made that required a lot of proactive work on your part? If you've added responsibilities beyond what was expected when you joined, that's a compelling reason for why you ought to be paid more. And this is where tip number two comes into play. Review your annual accomplishments and plan for the next year. Select a few key accomplishments from the last 12 months. Show how they made the organization better. For, for example, let's say that you researched and implemented a new PTO policy that saved the company money while also being understood and accepted by employees. Or here's another example. Let's say you wrote new job descriptions that everyone agrees improved the organization's ability to recruit and land the best candidates. We talked about the importance of this in a previous episode, episode five, how to write job descriptions. In addition to your accomplishments, include a few plans you have for the upcoming year. Maybe these are goals you haven't even started working on yet. For example, let's say you'd like to accelerate your hiring by making the application process easier for candidates and hiring managers. In doing this, you can reduce turnover by finding better candidates. Or maybe you'd like to implement performance management software that uses better documentation 
and better tracks employee development. Your vision and forward thinking in these soon to come projects demonstrates to leadership that you, you're taking a long-term approach to improving the organization and your role within it. And this planning puts you on a level well above someone who simply files compliance forms. Next, investigate third-party salary data. Critical to supporting your case for a raise is showing that the market pays more than you're currently making for the type of work that you're doing. So research HR-related salary bans on websites like salary.com. You may find that instead of the payroll clerk title you were given when you joined the organization, you're actually operating more like a HR business partner. Why does that matter? Well, the market pays dramatically different rates for one versus the other. According to salary.com, the median pay for payroll clerk in Nashville, Tennessee is over $42,000. But for an HR business partner level three, it's over $87,000. If you're unfamiliar with the term HR business partner, an HR business partner is an HR professional who works alongside leadership to align company objectives and human resources initiatives with employees and management. So, so what does that mean? Let me give you an example related to one of my own responsibilities at Bernie Portal. Three times per year, I meet with each manager or accountability partner, as we call them, to ensure their initiatives and people-related activities are aligned with what the organization expects. I review with them the feedback they've been giving their team members in our own performance management software. And if their feedback isn't as good or clear as it ought to be, I tell them how to do it better. We also review how well they're doing at bringing on high quality new team members effectively. Who's good at recruiting? I get a broad perspective across all of our managers because of this, which allows me to cross-pollinate and disseminate best practices. I can share what one manager has found is working um, with another manager who, who might be struggling. So look up terms like payroll clerk, benefits manager, office manager, and yes, HR business partner. Read the descriptions and make an honest evaluation of the work you're doing. And which term fits how strategic you've been able to make your role? The clearer it is that the work you do fits more closely with an HR-related role that the market pays a higher rate for than what you make today, the easier your conversation about a raise is going to be. And fourth, and finally, put it in writing. You should quite literally spell out your reasoning, your case for a raise. Doing so will help organize what you've done, what you plan to do, and what you're asking for. Additionally, a written request provides documentation for your records and for leadership. It allows leadership to review your case and present it to any other parties that might be involved in the decision. Also, as job search engine Indeed explains, asking for a raise in writing helps you and your boss feel more comfortable. It removes surprise from the process, which helps them better review and address your request. So if we're gonna put it in writing, let's walk through a raise request template so we're all on the same page. Dear manager, I'm writing to formally request a raise in salary for my position. In my five years of service in this role, I've elevated my role far above what was expected as illustrated in the original job description. For example, I've developed and implemented the following initiatives during my tenure. I've overhauled the onboarding process to improve employee engagement and retention. I established a new PTO policy, which saved the organization X amount of dollars while also being understood and accepted by employees. In addition, I plan to develop and implement the following initiatives in the coming year. Accelerate company time to hire by streamlining the application process. Introduce performance management software that uses better documentation and tools that better track employee development. According to salary.com, this work that I'm doing most closely aligns with an HR business partner role, where the average salary in our area is X amount of dollars. 
Click this link for more details. With that in mind, the increase in comp I'm requesting will more closely align what I'm being paid with what the open market is paying for the kind of work I do. Thanks for taking the time to consider my proposal. I look forward to working with you and reaching an agreement on my comp. Remember, you're an HR party of one, or maybe two. There's likely been little structured thinking around compensation for your role, meaning it's up to you to do that. With all this in mind, we're here to help. Our team at HR Party of One, this whole thing, is designed to empower human resources professionals to elevate their roles within their organizations. In past episodes, we've covered tactics that, when applied, may be worthy of a raise all on their own. Here are some examples. When you get a chance, take a look at episode 37, where we discuss how HR can audit and update a PTO policy. Maybe you need to limit rollover hours from year to year, or maybe you want to switch to unlimited PTO. Regardless, by following the tips that I laid out in that episode, you can make adjustments to your time off benefits that save your company time, money, and effort in the short and long term. And that's value you are best positioned to create. Here's another example. Way back in episode six, we talked about how HR can improve the onboarding process for new hires. Not only is this a great way to introduce new teammates to your company, but you can improve employee retention in a way that can be measured and can't be overlooked by leadership. And the steps are all available for you for free on our channel. Here's one final example, because I love this kind of thing. In episode 23, we covered how HR can set SMART goals. These explicitly provide a framework for the milestones that a HR professional wants to achieve within a given period. If you follow our tutorial and develop SMART goals, you can take a strategic approach to address any issue your team may be facing or improve any process that needs to be improved. Once again, that's value that you can create. Each of these examples I just mentioned illustrates very clear steps you can take to elevate your role. So for your homework this time, I suggest you review past episodes of HR Party of One. Look through our catalog. See what you've learned from the past year or what you can incorporate into your plans for next year. I've included a link in the episode description to our homepage for easy access. Or you can review our channel right here on YouTube if there are some clear and actionable items that you addressed this year. And if you're looking to get that well-earned raise, put these accomplishments in writing. Don't be afraid to tell leadership just how much value you've brought to the organization. Remember, your job is as strategic as you make it. <laughs>